Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Universes Academy podcast. This is the Symbols of Peace series, where each week we're going to talk about a different symbol in the uh, My Hero Academia card game and kind of give you our thoughts about it, maybe some different strategies, kind of what this symbol is good at, what it's not good at, uh, maybe some, some cards that we feel are really stand out, maybe the characters that work best with this symbol. Uh, I am John Jennings, and with me is my co-host. Ryan Kraft. And uh, before we get started, before we get into the symbol this week, uh, we're going to talk about some current events, which we'll do every week. If there's like some new announcements from JASCO or maybe some tournament results to go over, we'll just kind of break those down real quick. <clears throat> so the first thing up is probably the most exciting thing is we're actually getting product now because the pre-release happened, which is awesome. People are finally getting cards. They're cracking those packs open. We're seeing those secret rares, which is really cool. We'll talk about those in a second. Uh, and along with that, there was also an announcement from JASCO for retailers. Uh, since it, we're on release week, to just go ahead and ship product if you've pre-ordered stuff. So that's really awesome. So if you're like us and you've pre-ordered a bunch of stuff and you've been waiting forever, it should be on the way, you know, hopefully today or tomorrow they'll get it mailed out to you and you can get it hopefully earlier before Friday, before the actual release date. So that's really exciting. Uh, well, but yeah, you man. Know, what other events other are going on? So on the card front, man, I, I was able to go snag like a box and a half locally. Uh, we didn't have a ton of product local, as you know, but... Um, the places that did have it were heavily limiting it just because there was such a lack of product in the area. Not because there's not product to buy from Jasco. It seems like they sent a lot out. Just our retailers nearby didn't pick any up. So I was able to get a box from one place at pretty much MSRP, which I wasn't happy about, like 108 bucks. And then I was able to get like half a box from somewhere else at a reasonable price. But uh, no secret rares, unfortunately, which is kind of what you're oh, going man. for, I think. And uh, But mm -hmm. I did get some pretty good ultra rare pulls. Um, on the secret rare front, um, we haven't talked about this, but, um, I, I'm a fan of them. I know there's been kind of a little backlash in the community, not a, not a big one, but people having to buy like a case to get two secret rares that are extremely playable that are maybe four ofs in certain decks that you need, especially in, in the characters that are on the art, like Deku and Bakugo, you kind of need these to play these characters. Um, how do you feel about that? I think it's okay. I mean, without going too in-depth uh, to it, but I know that other people have more more feelings on it. I guess uh, my biggest beef with it, I guess, would be is that if someone has access to four of them and you only have, like, one or two, and it's just because those are all you pulled, uh, it's going to feel real bad going to a competitive tournament, sitting down and lose because your opponent got four secret rares and you only had one or two. And... I get it. You know, this is a it's a CCG, not an LCG, which is what I've been playing mo more recently. I played, you know, Warhammer Conquest and L5R. And with those, it's you buy one or two packs and you've got every card that is made. And you've got every copy you will need to play a deck or to build a deck, rather. And so that feels kind of bad. But I do also get, like I said, this is a CCG. And um, as we kind of talked about, it, it incentivizes people to keep buying the core set. Uh, and to maybe give it out as product or price support at tournaments because you may already have a full set of all the rares or maybe all the ultra rares you want, but you could still crack a secret rare and more importantly, an XR secret rare, which is even more valuable. Yeah, I think it's really good for the health of the game, just long term, just to keep people buying cases. Like, I think, mm -hmm. you're, I, honestly, I personally think if you're going to buy products, it's almost worth it to only buy in case quantity. That way you can guarantee two secret rares. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, I mean, it is a CCG and you're kind of playing the lottery every time you buy a pack or a box. So, hey, maybe you'll go buy a box and just pull a secret rare out of your one box and it'll be it'll literally be like scratching a lottery ticket and winning like 150 bucks. 
Who knows? That'd be great, man. But hey, whenever that happens to me, I'll love it. And when I buy three mm-hmm. boxes and don't get any, I'll hate it. So, you know, that's just how it's yeah, going to exactly. go. Um, so the other thing, so pre-releases kicked off. I, I saw that uh, Legendary Wolf Games, they had like a huge pre-release up there. Um, you know, they were doing uh, like yeah. multiple days of pre-release, but they're they're rocking like 30 people at their pre-releases. Um, that's mm-hmm. awesome, man. That's good for them. That's good to see, uh, especially early on in the game. I know that it's it's a player base that was already playing UFS or UVS before, but it's cool to see they have that support. Yeah, um, I, I saw their like midnight release and it was like, 30, 28 or 32 people i was like man i'm so jealous like there's yeah. no way i could go to a midnight game a midnight pre-release but still you know yeah just it's, have that player base ready to go that's awesome man and um mm-hmm. I, I the thing that i don't know if we should talk about it but i guess we are since the cards are all over the place already they're like uh up mm-hmm. on uvs ultra and everything um the uh dlc for set one has leaked out um, so this DLC yeah. is a new All Might, a new Uraka, a new Ida, and a new Sui, uh, Froppy. Um, yep. my initial impressions on these are just on the characters without going to, into the other stuff. <clears throat> um, the Froppy seems just categorically worse in every way than the Froppy that we've already seen, as well as her yes. support. I feel like you don't even want to play these cards in Froppy. I could be wrong. Shit. I'm not an expert um Mm -hmm. ida has like a unique uh unique design i'd say um Mm -hmm. i don't know how good he's gonna be but hey i think uraraka is kind of nuts i I think Um, she's definitely the best of the four characters with all my yeah a close second yeah so we talk about how uh eraser can give minus two or plus two speed to everything and she literally just does it for free just minus two speed Mm -hmm. to everything or i mean plus two speed to everything sorry and yeah. then once per turn, just like adding an attack back to your hand and mm-hmm. then uh, getting plus two to play it again. Seems pretty good. And then seems, seems really good. Yeah. And then All Might. Uh, yeah. I mean, milling forward to give plus two damage. And then if your attack is blocked, you get plus two to your next one and then you just do it again. Um, what uh, were your thoughts on the yeah. character show? Uh, so I really like All Might. He's, uh, he's a character that wants he puts your opponent in position to just make bad decisions, right? Like, you either take the extra damage on this one or block it and maybe take four extra damage on the next one and so on because it's going to get the plus two from this one and then you'll just obviously use his enhance again because it's free. Uh, and then he's also drawing cards. And it's like, I'll discard a momentum to draw one card. And yeah. if you block this deck, I'm going to draw another one. It's, that's that's just good. And he's also 629, which is awesome. Uh, he's beefy. His, yeah, he's he's a big beefy boy. Um, his symbol spread is pretty good. Uh not sure about all, yeah, but I mean, fire and good are both really solid symbols. Um, yeah, and his uh, his foundation is really neat too. Um, uh, staggering positivity. Playing... Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm playing against, against Eraser. There's a couple of erasers in the discard pile. Guess what? They're back in your deck. Or you're playing as Tokiyami. You're like, hmm, I sure do see some summon dark shadow in there. Gonna get that out of here. Yeah, notably uh, about his foundation, uh, it's called Staggering Positivity. It's a 2-4 plus 2 high block. It says, enhance flip, your attack gets plus 2 damage. If this attack is blocked, shuffle up to 3 cards from either player's discard pile into their deck. So notably on that card, you can use it on your opponent's attack. It doesn't get the plus damage, and if you block your opponent's attack, you can shuffle 3 cards in. So that's actually yep. really good against Eraser. That's good against Tokiami. That's good against, I mean, anyone who's trying to do any kind of uh, attack looping, so it's good against like mm-hmm. Bakugo with Relentless Barrage. It's good against Uraraka doing 
things. That, or actually, it doesn't really work against Uraraka. She just goes straight to momentum. But yeah, she's I think it's pretty good. Uh, also, Mighty Punch is kind of hilarious. Uh, it's five for a seven damage, but the Deadlock Enhance. Discard the top ten cards of your rival's deck. Like I don't know that you're going to get into Deadlock a whole lot, but that just seems really fun to do. Yeah, if somebody hits Deadlock against that card, and uh, you're just like, surprise, um, it's going to feel bad, because... Mm-hmm. If you're going that late in the game, it's really easy to start milling your deck already with the 50 cards. So, mm-hmm. I mean, bopping yep. 10, yeah, even just one time could be pretty strong. Yeah. Um, I think the best card I saw out of all the DLC was probably Uraraka's Foundation. Um, it's called First Day of Class. It's a 2-5 plus 3 low block with Air, Chaos, and Death. Um, mm-hmm. It says response flip after this card is committed during the enhanced step ready it, playable while committed. And it has an enhanced commit that if this is the first attack this turn, your next check to play an attack gets plus two. So you can uh, enhance yeah. with it to give plus two, response flip it, and ready it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I have a hard time seeing where you don't just like put this in every copy, or, I mean, in every deck that can run it. Because um, just it's got a lot of value on it. What do you think? Uh, no, it's definitely going to be a snap include for most of those decks. Uh, you know, you're on your second attack, and you've already had to commit down some stuff to play those first two, and you're like, well gonna get this next one plus two uh, just making your attacks easier to play in secession is never bad yeah so it can only be used on the first attack right so uh oh, yeah you, sorry yeah th- the first attack but still yeah so your first attack you even if you like check bad you're just like you know you can like tap three and commit it mm-hmm. um ready it back right and then just give your next one plus two i mean i don't yeah, i don't know it seems seems good it helps you plan out your turns more effectively and gives you a little security going into your attack lineup yeah, I'm excited about that card. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, I've had the cards going across the screen here as we talk, so I'm sure if there was other things people wanted to see, they, they've been in, had a chance to read them. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think there's much else that's uh, worth speaking on, personally. Uh, no, yeah, I think most people have seen the the cards that were yet to be spoiled and stuff like that. So yeah. we'll, we'll go ahead and get into the, the heart of this podcast. Uh, we're going to... Talk about a different aspects of each symbol. Uh, this week we're doing order. We've we're gonna choose randomly, even though we say randomly. Although we all know Ryan's favorite symbol is order, so you know. I don't know what you're talking about. Even though I'm the one who decided what symbol we did first, <laughs> it's totally random. Yeah, it's 100%. totally random. Um, but yeah, so, so uh, we'll, we'll or go ahead. I was gonna say so. Um, I, the idea right now is do one podcast a week where we're just going over a symbol. Uh, like John said, do it randomly. Uh, I literally rolled a 12-sided... Actually, I didn't roll a physical die. I went to Google and rolled a random number between 1 and 12, and I got 10. That's mm-hmm. how we got to order. But we're going to we're gonna keep doing it week to week. And, uh, yeah, this it'll kind of be the same format each week that you guys can check out. And uh, I think it'll be fun. Yeah, uh, it's mainly going to be us too, but we may have some some third parties jumping in here or there, giving us a little assistance when we need it. Or, so that'll be fun. Have a, have a few some guest spots coming up. Um, yeah. Well, I guess let's uh, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Uh, so, like we said, this this uh, first symbol we're doing is order, and the first thing we're going to talk about is what it's I- what is its identity in my hero academia. What are its strengths? What are its weaknesses? And then we'll kind of give a breakdown of what cards show that, whether it's you know attacks or foundations or whatever. What our favorites of those are, and then kind of which characters we feel are currently best off this symbol. Um, so, first up, Brian, what do you think are the uh it's order's identity is my hero um so it's it's identity just in a broad spectrum i think is just 
board control um, mm-hmm. in various ways, whether it be stunning or committing your foundations to make them commit theirs. Um, I don't, I don't know that it has much more of like a heavy identity. There's like a little bit of like card draw sub theme across it, but I think right now in my hero, it's really just board control. Um, I agree and, with that. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just say, you know, I, I agree with that. I think it is board control and almost exclusively through stun. You do have some stuff with, uh, like Ciro or Mineta where it's less stunning and more maybe like just making things difficult for your opponent by putting cards in their card pool or constantly changing zones. Those are more of a character theme of like the controlling the board situation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously there's only one set to go by. So a lot of this stuff is just kind of character themes, but those characters have Mm -hmm. order on them for a reason, because this is the identity identity that the symbol has had for years pre Mm -hmm. uh, my hero. But yeah, board manipulation. I think another thing, another identity point for order is like it just has really high damage, like high printed damage attacks with low speed. So yeah. uh, some of what you got to do is figure out how to get those attacks to hit um, without being able to dump speed on them. Because order has like very, very, very little speed pump. I mean, there's a little bit like for like mid attacks and kick attacks off of Ida stuff. And Ida himself obviously gives speed. Um, you got any you got anything else for identity there? No, I think I think we kind of nailed it there. It's it's the board control theme. Uh, so, what are we're going to talk about? Kind of like what are the strengths and weaknesses? Uh, obviously, for me, the strengths we talked about tapping stuff down, keeping things on your opponent's board shut down, and making things more difficult to block without pumping at speed. Because as you said, really outside of Ida, there really isn't much speed increase. Um, as far as like weaknesses, I think just. Like it's kind of the inverse of that, obviously, making things stick out, making your tech stick outside of stun. Like if you can't get your stuns going on, if they've got a whole bunch of, you know, if they played resistance or it can't be fixed or something like that. And you're like, ah, I don't really want to use the stun or maybe even nervous habit. You're like, I don't want to use it because I'm going to have to just blow up one of my own foundations because they're just going to tap nervous habit with the stun. Um, It doesn't have a whole lot of defense necessarily mechanics like it's got. As Matt pointed out, it's the only symbol, I think the only symbol that has no access to Breaker, which is pretty rough. Um, Yeah. It has some speed reduction. There's some speed reduction with uh, Mineta. There's, I think, some damage reduction with Kaminari, but it's all... uh, Oh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Conditions. It's all condition. It's not like just blank... Speed redux, like Mineta is your ranged attack gets minus speed, I think. Or Kaminari is something, it's like specific vert types of attacks get the damage and speed reduction. So it doesn't have as much defense outside of condition. Yeah, and then like Bakugo, or I mean, uh, Midoriya has the foundation that gives like minus damage with Fury attack, I think. Yes. So it's all like very, very conditional. What are some aspects of the game that uh, Order struggles with? Uh, For me, I've got stuff like clearing your card pool, artificial momentum gen, outside of Kaminari, obviously Kaminari, his ability does it, he's got a few of his cards do it, but it doesn't have a whole lot of just like, you know, get free momentum off the top of your deck, or your discard pile, or stuff like that. Uh, what about you? What do you? Yeah, I agree, I mean, exactly the same things you said, so um, you, you don't get to like, do anything to push attacks through, except just blanket stunning everything, so like, mm-hmm. you're like if I don't get you stunned down, uh, I'm probably not going to be able to attack you unless you can, unless I guess unless you're playing Recipro Burst, right? It just gets free speed off of 
certain things. Um, mm-hmm. And it helps stun down your opponent's board. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, there's 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 some like pretty big weaknesses with it. Um, like the mm-hmm. the no breaker thing we already talked about. Like you can't really impact your opponent's turn uh, outside of just like putting something in their card pool, I guess, with uh, sticky balls. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like just just like. The struggle of figuring out how to make an attack hit is a weakness in that symbol. Uh, yeah, especially in a in a game that we've from our playtesting seems like it's going to be pretty fast. Uh, seems like it's going to be a pretty fast format, and if you're not able to like turn two, if you're not hit, like sticking one or two attacks, you're probably going to be in rough shape moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. It's just I think it's just not fast enough. I think is my mm-hmm. my early on. Uh, personal like feelings on the the uh, symbol but yeah i think it just needs some a little bit of speed yeah. boost stuff i mean i guess if you run the kick package and run ida you you got speed but that's very narrow like you're literally just playing the one character you're not playing the symbol yeah it's a lot it's a lot of uh a lot of lack of getting attacks through and not as not as good as defensive abilities as some of the other symbols yeah. um so what kind of uh what kind of keywords do we have access to in order so we got a uh, stun we got uh obviously stun was the the biggest keyword for the symbol um i don't i don't have a count of how many stun attacks there are but that's clearly the theme that they're going for across uh the symbols here um they got charge ranged punch in pretty heavy quantity so there's some different attack packages you can run uh off of order and then there's a little splash of like kick and fury stuff from Mineta and Ida mhm yeah uh, those are, the, I feel like the charge and uh, punch are the big ones. Mainly just because, I mean, punch is going to be big in any character that has order, life, or good, just because Midoriya has those, and he has more attacks than any other character except Bakugo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to have, so any of those symbols can run the punch package if they want to. Um, so we talked about some of, some of the attacks, but what are some of the really standout attacks uh, so for me, so are we talking like standout attacks? Are we talking favorite attacks? Standout. I mean, they, they it can be overlap. There can be both. Okay. So I think honestly, I think one of my favorite attacks is electric jolts. So this is what I was talking about earlier. I got the cards confused. Uh, mm-hmm. it's the four three three mid for four. Um, it has enhanced. If it is completely blocked, it still deals the damage on the damage step. And if it goes to your momentum, it goes face up. And it has a enhanced from momentum to flip it and commit one of your uh, rivals' foundations. I think that attack is awesome. So it's really good on offense, yeah, obviously. Uh, it lets you target commit down problems that are plaguing you to not be able to kill them. And on defense, uh, it just it's, it starts impacting their turn so they can't do what they want to do. Um, what you got? Uh, for me, I, one, of my, uh, one of the standout attacks I have is uh, Indiscriminate Shock 1.3 million volts. Uh, card's nuts. It's a great finisher. Uh, for any of these characters that if you're running the stun package, you know, it's got stun on it. It's a charge attack. So if you're playing it with Kaminari, you can deal. It, it works with him. Uh, it's getting plus one damage for each committed rival foundation. So if you do go into a situation where their boards tap down or something, you just blowing them up, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, another card. Other... Oh, you do your second one. Go ahead. <laughs> one of these days will not step all over each other. It's uh, part of the job, man. Uh, Grasping Tape Toss, actually. I really like that Cero card. Um, it's it's another stun attack, obviously. 
not surprising, but it's a throw, which is awesome. It's a five damage throw. Throws are always good. Like it's always going to go to your momentum unless they're running damage reduction or something. But it, it's another card. It just makes your opponent want to make bad decisions, right? Enhance if this attack is not blocked, commit one rival foundation. It's not that they get to choose it. You pick which one they're committing, which is awesome. Right. Because if, if they do have those uh, anti-stun foundations out, you're like, well, I'm just not going to commit those. Commit something else. Yeah, and God forbid they go into deadlock on you and you start putting their foundations <laughs> on the bottom of their deck. Ooh, um, you done fucked up now, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, I think my actual favorite attack in order, and one of my favorite attacks in the set, is uh, Engine Rush. Mm -hmm. um, it's the 5 difficulty, 3 check, uh, 5 mid for 5, that says enhance, commit a foundation. If this attack is not blocked, I draw 2 cards. And then it also has nice. an enhance, so just end the enhance step. Um, mm -hmm. This is a great poke. <laughs> you start your turn with it, and you <laughs> either make them, like, you make them block, or you just get to draw 2 cards. It's awesome. Um, and mm -hmm. it also has EX1 and Powerful 2 on it. If you just want to get live with it, just throw speed and damage onto it. But um, yeah, this card does a lot of stuff. And it has a low block on it to bet. So it's awesome. Yeah. And low blocks are good. Low blocks are kind of few and far between, I think, right now. Yeah. Um, so uh, what is an attack that you think is maybe not the best, but maybe is interesting, something to kind of keep your eye on that maybe kind of revisit with later sets? Um, so, I guess the attack for me, um, I, I'm just not sure if it's, I don't know if it's good or not, so that's why I'm keeping an eye on it, um, is Blitz Rush. So it's one of those attacks with, like, low speed and super high damage, and it has an enhance to get even more damage on it. I don't, I don't, this, this attack's not, like, flying under the radar or anything, people have seen it, I just don't know that it's gonna be good enough to actually kill people yet. Um, but I think if you just keep an eye on order... It's a four speed. I'm sorry, I thought it was three speed. But if you keep an eye on order and um uh if it starts getting some like speed pumps to help this out, like this attack can come in and just straight up murder people. Because it gets plus two damage for every card in your momentum, which is obviously good with Kaminari when he's just dumping his momentum full. I just don't know how you're you're gonna play a six difficulty attack. <clears throat> uh if you play it early in your turn, I feel like it just gets blocked right now. And if you play it late in your turn, um, you're just gonna have to tap down everything to pass it, and then you're not gonna be able to give it speed anyways. So, I don't know. I, I like this attack. I just, uh, and I think it's only gonna get better. I just don't know if it does the job right now. Yeah, uh, it's also a really awesome picture too. It is. I love. What about picture. you? Uh, for me, I got a uh, tape swing. It's it's a two check, so I'm not super high on two checks, but uh it's got it's got interesting it's got good numbers you know uh four mid for six five difficulty plus one high block that's nice uh it's got the kind of insane text that it cannot be completely blocked yeah so that's really cool uh and obviously if you're playing zero you're going to be changing zones a lot and so it's going to come up with the uh the zone change theme the response after it's changed after zone is changed deal plus two damage and you can just kind of keep changing the zone including in the uh was it discard one momentum, change the zone of this attack, this enhanced playable any number of times this enhanced step? That's really good. So you yeah. just kind of like blow up its damage. Uh I just I'm not sure if it's gonna be good enough for a kill card. Like obviously anything that says it can't be completely blocked seems like it's gonna be really good, but I'm yeah. just interested to see how it's gonna shake out. So it's pretty much a throw, right? So if you can find out a way to just mm -hmm. like dump a ton of damage onto it. Um even if they do half block it. Um yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I like that card. Okay. Uh, and then so after talking about maybe uh, an attack to keep eye on, 
Uh, we've got, what are some different strategies instead of specific attacks maybe to think about with order? So, for like, we talked about it a little bit already. I think Ida is like, that might be your attack strategy is playing Ida and like getting <laughs> in with like Recipro Burst and uh, just like, you got to get value out of your card. So like, you can like lead a turn with Engine Rush um, and, you know, start getting cards in your hand to put together a kill turn. Uh, you mm-hmm. use like Ida's big speed on like a reciprocal burst and making them commit stuff as they try and interact with you just to get your kill. Um, and on top of that, I mean, you got like the whole Mineta package, I think, which is pretty interesting with a uh, clogging up the card pool to get damage through. Um, yeah. What What do you got? Uh, pretty much along the same lines. We also got the the zone change stuff with Cero. Uh, you know, he's got the ability to look at your opponent's hand. So on a kill turn, you might look and see, oh, they've got. No low blocks, so guess what? All my attacks are going to be low attacks now. Yeah. Uh, one thing, it's not possible now, because this keyword is not in the game, uh, but if at some point they introduce freeze into my hero, I think order is going to skyrocket into its uh, potential of being a great symbol. Because yeah. it doesn't freeze, just make it so stuff stays tap down. Yeah, so freeze, uh, my underst- I, haven't, I never actually played when freeze was in the game. But there were cards oh, okay. that did what Freeze does, but I think it just keeps stuff tapped and it doesn't ready during the next ready phase. Yeah, that seems insane with uh, a symbol that has a whole bunch of stun. So yes. I- I'm sure they ha- I'm sure they have that in mind uh, with card design because that seems like it'd also be a really negative play experience. It'd be pretty NPE. Yeah, especially when there's a limit to how many foundations you can have in play at any given time. I mean, there's not a hard limit, but there's effectively a limit of ten. So if your opponent's yeah. able to freeze like three foundations in a turn. It probably doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we talked about the attacks. Next, we're going to talk about um, foundations. So as far as uh, standout foundations, I've got uh, requesting assistance, calling for backup, classmate intro, got a classmate introductions, and uh, filled my duty. What about you? Okay, so I, I have fulfilled my duty as my favorite uh, foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just being able to end the enhanced step. I mean, you can't get much better than that. Um, even yeah. if you're doing it like, even if you're not playing Ida and you have to do it as your second enhance, yes, they get their like best enhance off or the one they want to do the most. But I mean, they can't just like go all in on you, you know. Um, I also have shop treatment, which we've already talked to, talked about. Um, use it on your attack to discard a momentum and commit a foundation, like targeted commit a foundation or destroy it on any uh, attack to target commit a foundation. Um, and sticky balls. Which we've briefly Good talked old about. Sticky balls. Yeah. Um, I uh, mean, being able to throw something into your opponent's card pool during their turn, I think it's pretty solid. And mm-hmm. uh, giving a non ranged attack minus four speed, also pretty good. It's one of those defensive pieces we were talking about earlier. Yep. Uh, so, one of the cards I really like is Classmate Introductions. It, I know we talked about enhances or orders that have a lot of speed. This is one of the few cards that Order has access to that gives speed and it also gives uh, damage bonuses too. So I really feel like it's going to be one of those cards that every order deck's going to want to try to play just because it is one of the few cards that every character will have access to speed and damage pumps. And it's free, which I think is really good. Um, yeah, I also... so, like, so that card's what? It's plus one speed if they haven't played a block in the turn yet? Uh, if, you're, if they haven't played a block, plus one speed. If it's your first attack, plus one damage. Okay. Yeah, so that kind of makes them it makes them want to play a block early, so you're not just getting hella value out of that card, especially if you have multiple in play. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that's an interesting card to have. 
Uh, I also really like uh, Mineta's zero cost foundation, Desperate Times, response flip. After your opponent draws any number of cards during the combat phase, they commit one foundation. With the amount of card draw we've seen, that's really good. And it's also committal you can do activate on their turn. Right. So it makes it easier for your next turn. You don't have as much stuff to try to tap down because going into it, it's already tapped down. Yeah. Yeah. That card, if you're not drawing cards at some point during your turn, you're not doing it right. So that card's going to interact <laughs> with pretty much everyone, I think. Yeah, I think it's really good. And like I said, it's a spam. It's a zero-cost foundation with a useful ability. That's good. Yeah. So outside um, of the favorite foundations, what are foundations to keep an eye on? Uh, so I have uh, What's the Plan? which is a Sarah card that gives you like three or four different options. I'm going to pull it up here so I get it right. What's the plan? Uh, enhanced flip, choose one of the following effects. Both players discard one momentum. Next attack loses EX. Next attack loses powerful. Or next attack loses stun. Um, I want this card to be good. I'm not sure how it gets there, though, because it requires a lot of knowledge of your opponent's deck and trying to see what they're going to do. Maybe it's a good sideboard card after your first playthrough. You're like, oh man, they're running a lot of stun attacks. I'm going to put this in there and just name stun. Right. Uh, or if, you know, if you're playing against All Might, the five-hand size All Might, and you think they're going to blow you up with a powerful attack with this ability, you're like, oh, well, I'll just name this. Yeah, yeah I, feel, I feel like, yeah, with that card, I think you're just kind of you seeing what's in their discard pile, and you're just like, okay, well, if they play it next, then you're going to have to just feel it out, right? Because mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to play it after you look at their hand. Because you're just going to discard their best card. And unless they have, like, mm -hmm. three more attacks, they're not going to be attacking anymore anyways, right? So, um, yeah, uh, I guess for me, uh, I have Charged Up as my uh, foundation yeah. to keep an eye on. Um, I don't know. So, specifically for Order, I, I think Charged Up is probably better than the other symbols. But for Order, I think this is something to keep an eye on. Because Order doesn't have a ton of use for momentum right now. Outside of just mm -hmm. getting, like, blanket damage on Blitz Rush or, like... A little powerful too here or there. Uh, but being able to like snap generate momentum in the middle of your turn, um, it, you know, it doesn't like it doesn't clear anything from your card pool. It doesn't uh, do anything crazy. It just gets like the top card of your deck or your discard pile to your momentum. I think getting snap momentum in your turn is something to keep an eye on. There's going to be something cool you can do with that at some point. But it only triggers off uh, charger stun attacks uh, dealing damage. So you got to keep it in keep it in the family there. Okay. Yeah, I like it. And real quick there, uh, we're, we're going to talk about uh, some foundation combos and that kind of stuff with, with Order. So the, the, the main one I saw was uh, Think Fast and Gotcha, which are both Sarah cards. So Think Fast is unique, enhanced commit one foundation, change the zone of your attack. Gotcha is response. After this card is committed during the enhanced step, stat gets plus one or minus one speed, playable while committed. It's just it's a good free combo. It just yeah. works well. I like it. Uh, so lastly, we're going to talk about uh, what do we think the best character for each symbol is and maybe what your favorite is. And we know there's a very limited, you know, number of characters to choose from right now. Uh, so as we get more sets, this will expand and maybe we'll come back and revisit re revisit these. I currently think the best characters are Kaminari and Ida with Order. I think they're just the strongest in general uh, outside of uh, Midoriya, Mineta, and Sero. I think these guys are just better. Uh, if I had to go with which one is my favorite, probably Ida. I think Ida is one of the strongest characters in the game. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, we're only looking at the base set here, not any of the DLC or Plus Ultra or anything. But, yeah, I'm right there with you, man. Like, I think the best two characters off order are Ida, Kaminari, and I think Ida's just significantly better than Kaminari. 
Um, mm-hmm. He's close to being like S tier. He might be S tier. I don't know. Um, he's he's really really good. Um, and I don't know that I see that changing anytime soon. Even like with the DLC mm-hmm. characters we've seen, I still think Ida's probably the best order character. That being said, I think Ida's probably better off of fire. Uh, but he is the best order character, which kind of speaks to the state of order that the best character to play in a symbol is actually better off of a different symbol. Yeah. Um, if you had to play one of these characters off of order, um, you, you still think you would play, I mean, I guess that's what we're talking about. You would play Ida. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I guess there's an argument that Mineta probably interacts with the game plan of order a little more. Um, I just don't know how good, I don't know how good he is, you know? Yeah. He doesn't have it. I mean, I guess he has access to some of the card draw, obviously, because he has access to Ida's cards. But it's not as good as him, because like calling for backup, if you're if you're Ida, it's always just draw one card, right? Just always, especially on your opponent's turn, which maybe when you need to grab an extra block or something, it's just it's just better with Ida. I feel like. Yeah, very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really have any arguments there. Um, maybe on the next uh podcast, we'll include all the DLC cards as well, so we get a little bigger selection of characters. Hmm. Well, uh, that's all we had to really talk about. Um, I'm trying to think, you have anything else you want to add, Ryan? Anything else coming up we need to talk about? Or I know we've got the actual release oh. that we talked oh. about. That's some. Yeah. So here, while we're live on the recording here, I'm going to randomize what symbol we're going to do next week, John. Oh. <laughs> that's um, actually a really good call. We can give that tease, <laughs> that preview. <laughs> all right. So I got to get a random number between one and eleven since we've already done one. Right. So mm-hmm. generate. The random number is seven. So, what is uh, the seventh symbol, John? Tell me. Uh, is it <laughs> life? I don't know. I'm trying to think alphabetically. I'll tell you in one second with my Google skills. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to say life. You're probably going to see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, it is fire. So, Damn. Next How far week off we'll, was I? You were two off. Damn. You were two off. That's not that close. That's, I mean, it's... it's yeah, you know, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, this is uh, 11 choices. That was, that was too off. That's not that good. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, next week we'll be doing Fire. Um, fire. And we'll, that means we'll be seeing the appearance of uh, Ida again next week. Um, <laughs> so this is the, the Ida podcast, apparently. Uh-huh. All um, Ida all the time. Yeah, so uh, next week, I don't know if we're going to have any guests on with us next week. Uh, I'll see if I can mm-hmm. get someone on here with us. But, um. Yeah, uh, make sure you're checking out our uh, our Facebook page. It's uh, facebook.com slash uasensei. Um, that's kind of where we're posting all of our links to our written content and our videos and all that stuff just as a hub. That way you don't have mm-hmm. to like bounce between multiple things. Uh, if you want some like to keep up with all the like, bands, erratas, news, the characters that have come out, character images, DLC, like just any spoilers that come out, uh, you can check out universesacademy.org. And um, if you just want to see the written content, you don't want to see all that other stuff, you don't really care about spoilers and such, um, this is where all of John's articles and stuff are. And uh, anyone else who's going to do written content for us, they'll just be over at ecommitufs.wordpress.com. And I'll have links to all that in the description. And uh, if you're watching this and you want to like keep uh, watching or listening to this stuff in the future, but you don't always have time to watch a video, I also have this stuff going up on the podcast and audio forum on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, whatever. Just anywhere you can listen to podcasts. It's up on all that stuff. So if you want to listen, uh, check that out. 
Yeah. Uh, and coming up this week, I'll have another blog post coming out tomorrow. I think we're talking about uh, debt construction because it's kind of changed up with the UFS versus My Hero Academia. Uh, last week, we had Chris write an article about uh, Life Momo, which is really interesting. You should check that out if you're interested in Momo. I feel like she's kind of an under-the-radar character. Uh, so check that out. And yeah, we'll have we'll keep cranking out this content every week, man. Let's go. Every week. And make sure you <laughs> like and uh, subscribe and hit hit the little bell, right? Is that the thing? I don't know, man. Just thumbs up or something. <laughs> just uh, I don't know you kids with your YouTubes and your Zooms and I don't know, man. Just do whatever uh, you got to yeah. do to say you like it. Yep. And you know, if 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 we're doing something, you know, let us know how we're doing. If something could be better, we want to know. We want this to be something you guys want to listen to. So if something could be better, please let us know. All right, John. Uh, I got nothing else. Is that it? I think that's it, guys. Thanks for listening. Later.